What's up, everybody? Welcome to another Broken Man podcast. Thanks for joining me. I'm not even, I'm not going to get into why it's been so long. You guys know me. Uh, anybody that's listened to this program, you know what I struggle with and blah, blah, blah. I could go on and on. It's, it's just a constant. The battles that we fight um, are spiritual for sure. And I've, I've, you know, been stuck in another rough one for a while, for a few months. Um, but I'm at the point again, I've, I've avoided God for so long now and avoided doing these, uh, doing these podcasts and, and doing what I should be doing that, um, you know, I'm, I'm at the point now where I can't sleep. I, 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 this is God won't let me sleep. He, he just, I mean, literally I'll lay down an hour later, I'll pop up two hours later. I'll pop up. I get tired and, uh, just to kind of go over, um, some things that have been going on in my life in, in the last few months, uh, back in December, some of, you know, some of you that are close to me know that I had back surgery at the end of December, December 27th to be exact. And, um, I've been off work since then, which really makes me angry at myself because I've had almost four months now that I could have been doing these shows. I could have done one every day. I could have done one, you know, a couple times a week or, or whatever. There's so much I could have done, but I didn't, you know, and, and, uh, part of that is it's not pain. It's not, it's not the, the, the surgery itself or anything like that. It's the spiritual warfare that's been going on inside of me. And those of you that believe in Jesus and, and are Christians, you know what I'm talking about. This is a constant struggle. It is, it's an everyday struggle. Some people handle it better than others. I do not. I do not handle it very well. Um, I'm hoping this all sounds okay. I, I, uh, one of the things I did ditch Adobe Audition, which I was recording to before. Um, I, ha- I had an, an entire, the entire Adobe suite at one time, and I had to cut it down because the price was just too much. Uh, being on disability, short-term disability for the last few months, my income drastically reduced, so it's been kind of tough. But uh, So I've had to reduce costs here and there. So I'm, kinda, I'm using, I'm actually using, uh, I run Mac. For those of you who don't know, I run a Mac. And it's it has uh, GarageBand built in, <clears throat> which most people use GarageBand for music, whatever. It's actually you know it's a it's a it's a cool free tool that Apple includes in their software. For if you if you own a Mac, you know what I mean. And so that's what I'm using. Hopefully, I can get it to sound right and, and sound okay. So I apologize if it does not. Um, if it's if you get if if you can hear it and it's it might be a little noisy or something like that, but I'll probably go ahead and post it anyway because I just I need to get this out. <laughs> I just I need to get this out because God's not going to leave me alone if I don't. Um, but anyway, I had my surgery back in December. I've been recovering over the last three and a half or well almost four months now. I'm due to go back to work in about a week. I'm not ready. I really don't want to. It's not the job. I've I've. You know, I'll be honest with you. I've just despised this job for years and years. Um, it was okay in the beginning. Had a lot, you know, for some driving a truck is it's fine for people that like me who don't like to be around other people. And it's it's you know you're in solitude. Uh, 
uh, it does give you, it gave me a chance back in the day, you know, when I was closer to God, um, it, it allowed me that ability to do that, but then I didn't take it home and I didn't pass that on to my family, which is I'm obviously paying for now. You know, there's some of you that have done this job and you know the good and the bad that comes with it. But um, I am, I'm going to have to go back to it because that's all I have. But I'm, I'm getting ready to do that. I've, I've had, you know, the struggle I've had with depression. Um, some of you might know exactly what I'm talking about in, in, in that respect. Uh, depression is a real thing, but I'm not, I just, I don't feel like I need to go to a doctor. And I've had this discussion with people and I don't think they quite understand because there are different levels of depression, different levels of mental, I, I kind of hesitate to call it mental illness, because it, it, technically it is, okay? Technically anything like that is, but it just, I don't know, that seems like a derogatory way, but I've, you know, I've been struggling with this depression, and I've had it all my life. I mean, I really have. It, it's, it's, this isn't new. This is something I've had all my life. And it's a weapon that, that Satan has been able to use against me uh, to keep me away from God and to keep me from doing whatever it is God wanted me to do in the first place. And, it, and it's worked very well. It, it really has. It's, it's worked very well in Satan's favor uh, to keep me away from God. He's not going to keep me away from believing. He's not going to keep me away from believing that Jesus died for me. But he's going to do everything in his power. You see, see, Satan kind of leaves the people alone that are already his. And he mostly attacks those of us who are not his. We may sin on a regular basis. We may do dumb things and make stupid decisions. But, and he will exploit that every chance he gets. But it doesn't take away from the fact that we are God's children. We are we we believe in Jesus, and we you know we we wholeheartedly believe. That doesn't go away, you know. As I stated in previous shows, I used to kind of argue against the one save always save thing. But I you know as many times as I've come back, and and God's allowed me to come back, and um, you know I I can't dispute that anymore. It, it, it's seems you know it seems kind of outlandish at first when you think about it it's like how many chances is god going to give you do we really deserve it and we don't deserve any of it we didn't we didn't deserve for jesus to die for us but he did you know um but anyway and before i you know how i do i <laughs> i'll ramble and get off track uh i and i don't write scripts for any of this stuff not one of my podcasts has ever had a script now i might i might have looked into the bible and read something and it triggered um a show where i would use you know parts of the bible as a as inspiration but i mean, i don't write any of this stuff down so this is comes from the heart um i try to allow whatever it is you've got whatever god wants to say through me i try to allow that and and uh, I do my best, and you know, I get times like this where I can't sleep, I can't think, I don't want to do anything. I, I just, I'm so down on myself, and a lot of it has to do with the fact that I just don't listen to God. You know, I, I'm He's been bugging me to do this for a long time. He's been bugging me to get back into this. I had three and a half, over three and a half months 
to do this and I didn't do it because a lot of it's, I just don't feel worthy. I, I feel horrible and, and, and I just don't want to do it. And then other things creep in, the depression creeps back in and I don't want to do anything. And that's where I've been the last month or so. I just don't want to do anything. The photography, nothing, nothing sounds good. It's like nothing is just, I just sit in my room, watch dumb shows that I shouldn't be watching. And to, to basically I'm using it to clear, you know, to block whatever thoughts are going through my head. I can live in these shows because that's the way I grew up. I grew up living in TV shows because my life was just, you know, not what I thought it should be. So I dreamed and, um, wondered and, you know, I followed after all of these worldly things trying to block and, and avoid God. And, and, and that's just the way I've lived my life. And it's just, it's, it's a bad way to, to live. You shouldn't do that. I don't, I wish I could go back and change things, but I can't. We're here, you know, we have to keep moving forward. So, I, I mean, I've been recovering well, just to, just a little update on the back. It's, you know, I've been recovering well. I really didn't have a lot of pain. And I can't say that for other people that have had the surgery or had a surgery, and I don't encourage anyone to get surgery. Um, so I'm not, I don't think I'm tooting the horn of back surgery, but uh, I will say this, it, it helped me, you know, and, uh, but my case might be different than yours. My case might be different than everybody else's. Other people are experiencing pain. They might experience pain and pain might never go away. You know, I think it's like 40%, I think only 40% of back surgery, people that have back surgery actually have no pain or little or less pain than they had. Um, God has blessed me beyond belief in every way, shape, or form you could think of. That's my testimony. Regardless of my avoidance of him and his word, regardless of of things that I've had running through my head and the sins I've committed and still commit. He still blesses me beyond belief. And I, and I don't know why I have no idea why I, I know, I know why Jesus died for me. I mean, I know that because I can't stop sinning. I, it's, we, we cannot live that perfect life needed to follow the law, follow God's law and to exist our entire lives without sinning and follow that law to a T. The Jews couldn't do it. We can't do it. Nobody can do it. That's the whole purpose of Jesus. That's the whole reason why Jesus came here, God in human form and died for us on that cross. He, that was to, um, Take away our sins because we can't do it. We can't avoid the sinning. We can't, we can't get, we can't get rid of our own sins. We can't just forget about them and they go away. And so well, God will forget about it. No, Jesus had to come here. He had to die. And he had to suffer on that cross. He suffered through a vicious beating and then hung on that cross and died on it. And then he rose three days later, he rose again. That was the completion of his mercy. That was the completion of God's mercy. 
Because without that event, that is the that is the absolute one part that has to happen. If that doesn't happen, none of this is real. None of this. The entire Christian movement is a lie without Jesus dying on that cross for us. So if, if people ever ask you, why is this such a big deal? Well, that it's the only deal. It's not a big deal or a bigger deal or the biggest deal. It is the deal. It's the only deal. And we are getting very close. The reason I'm doing this show um, right now is I just I I've just had this nagging feeling again. Something big is about to happen, and I'm not going to sit here and start spouting off a bunch of crap about prophecy and and this and that and the other. I'm I'm just I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to predict anything, and I'm certainly not going to get into the whole Q thing. The whole that whole psyop is is has led so many people down the wrong road. I, it's it's amazing to me that people still believe it. It really is amazing that people are putting all of their faith into whatever this fake group is, whoever's writing these things, and you know you've got everybody's putting their faith into Trump, everybody's putting their faith into all of these people, these people that are that are just human beings walking around whether possessed or not, they're putting all their faith into these people and they're about to be let down. They're going to be let down. Now, as you know, just in the last few months, this whole trans movement and everything that's been going on has been getting so out of hand because things that they've been trying haven't been working because everything works on God's timeline. So, of course, Satan and his minion want things, wants to elevate things as quickly as possible. And we could get into the whole, uh, there's, there's a whole move, not a whole movement. There's a, there's a whole ideology behind this. There's a whole, uh, it goes much deeper than just trans people. Okay. This isn't just the trans people that are, that, you know, this isn't new stuff. Uh, it's a new way of them doing stuff, but it's not new. Because they've been trying this for years. This is something they've been trying to create civil war. They've been trying to bring in communism. They've been trying. Uh, they've taken uh, prayer out of schools. Then they they took away the ability to uh, correct your children. Uh, you know, in the Bible it says, spare the rod, spoil the child. I can tell you right now, when I got my butt spanked, I didn't do the same thing twice. You know, I had fear inside of me that I better not, there's things that I could have done, but I didn't do because I was afraid I was going to get my butt whipped. You know what I mean? So that, that fear, all that fear is gone now. None of these kids out here today have that fear. Look at how they're acting. That's also in the Bible. The kids are going to revolt and they're going to uh, be disrespectful and they're going to act, they're, they're going to have no respect whatsoever for older generations. And that's happening. That's been happening but it just keeps elevating to a different level every year, every day, really. And uh, the, this whole trans thing is just another, it's just another part of the game. You know, they've tried to use racism. They've tried to use, you name it, they've tried to use it. You know, sexual immorality, you know, back in the hippie days, the hippie movement, 
that movement even brought forth a new set of preachers and teachers. Um, one of the reasons I never went to see that movie that just came out a little while ago, the Jesus movement or whatever, I can't remember what it was called. And I had friends that went to see it and, and uh, one friend in particular that went to see it multiple times and they loved it. And, you know, and I remember that time period sort of, and, you know, all these different things saying nothing but good things about it. And then I found out who was involved in it. I found out who the movie was actually about. Um, that kind of threw me off. That that alone made me not want to go see it. And and part of that is because of Greg Laurie. Greg Laurie is a mega pastor out of California. I used to listen to Greg back in the day. When I was so hung up on the Left Behind series and and all that, and I was, you know, I was close to God. I was a lot closer to God. I was praying. I was you know, there was so much in that. And at that time I was trying to lead my family and, you know, God was in control of pretty much of my family at that particular time before I just went overboard. But, uh, Greg Laurie was one of the people I used to listen to. And again, I'm not saying he's a bad guy or anything like that. There's just a lot of weird things about the guy that I've found out since then. And, uh, like being Masonic or whatever. I don't know that for a fact. I have no idea, but Greg Laurie is responsible, or I should say what he was teaching was partly responsible, not, not totally responsible because part of a lot of it's on me, but he was partly responsible for me questioning my salvation on a regular basis because Greg Laurie used to teach, and I don't know if he still does because I haven't listened to him in a very long time, but he used to teach that, um, if you keep sinning over, if you keep doing the same sin over and over and over, you're, you're probably not saved. You can't be saved if you just keep sinning. Now, he stopped short of saying that you're going to be perfect if you're a true believer. But he was talking about habitual sin. And I bought into that. I bought into that. I questioned my salvation for years because of him, where he's one of the reasons why, not the only reason, but one of the reasons why. And now that I know what movement he came out of, it kind of makes sense. It, it, it's, it, just, it, it just makes sense. I'm not going to get into the details. It just makes sense. So that's why I didn't go see that movie. But anyway, jumping back forward again, I just, I feel like there's... You know, we're getting so close now. We're getting so very close to the biblical rapture. We're getting very, very close to everything falling into place because it has started happening at such a rapid pace. If you're not paying attention, it's going to creep up on you. Like, I don't, I don't understand how true Christians can't see it, but I still see people that claim to be Christian just basically, they're still worried about everything the world has to offer and worried about um, they're not putting all their trust into God for everything. And I, it just blows me away because they're not seeing what I'm seeing. And they're not seeing what other people that I know are seeing. And, there, and there's so many people coming forward now that have the same feeling as I do. So that, that there's something coming. Whether it's the rapture, which I hope I get to see. I hope I'm here. I hope I'm alive to see that. That'd be awesome. You know, but, um, so I started digging around in revelation 
And by the way, it's Revelation. It's not Revelations. A lot of people like to say Revelations. There's no S on that. It's the revelation of Jesus Christ, not Revelations of Jesus Christ. It's the revelation. And I and I started reading it again. And some of it, it's hard. Some of it's hard to decipher. Some of it makes more sense now because of things that I've learned in the last few years. Some of it kind of makes sense. But I feel like we're getting so, so close to that tribulation. And whether you believe in a pre-trib rapture or a mid-trib rapture, I really don't think, I think it's got to be one of those because I don't see, I don't see God's people having to go through the wrath. As a matter of fact, I think it says in several places in the Bible that God's people won't endure the wrath. Um, that last three and a half years of that tribulation is going to be really bad. It's going to be really bad. I don't think anything that we could even possibly uh, be able to come up with would match what it's going to actually be like. So I really believe that beginning, middle, at the latest. And when I, I, I popped open my uh, King James Pure Bible Search software that I downloaded, it's free. You can Google that and it'll lead you to the site. And it's, you can download it for all different kinds of platforms. And actually, I learned about it through Pastor Mike um, out of uh, Missouri. So PastorMikeOnline.com. Um, he's one of the guys that I've listened to for a few years now, you know. Um, he's had his, his woes. He's had his issues. And uh, he's, you know, he's still out there preaching. He's still out there doing what he should be doing, you know. I wish I could say that but I can't, but I, I, I kind of popped open the software before I, I was getting ready to do this. And because I was, I always kind of let God, you know, pick and choose. <laughs> you know, I figure if I'm going to do this without a script or anything like that, I don't, I don't study. I don't have a script. I don't do any of that. I'll just let God do this show for me. You know, I'll just let him give me an idea and, and then we'll talk about it. Whatever comes into my head. Um, I will hope and pray that it's from God and, and that you'll understand and whatever, whatever he meant for me to say and whatever he meant for you to understand happens. I have to trust God and, and, and I do, I trust everything. I trust God's going to take care of me no matter what, even though when I have doubts, I still trust him. But revelation chapter 12 is talking about, um, and there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet and upon her head, a crown of 12 stars. And it's like a lot of people like the Catholics like to try to say that's Mary. It's not, it's Israel. It, it, it's, it's clearly Israel and the 12 stars, the 12 tribes, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and she being with child cried, travailing in birth and pain to be delivered. And there appeared another wonder in heaven, behold, a great red dragon having seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns upon his heads. Now, obviously, we know who the dragon is, right? It's Satan. Matter of fact, later on, verse 9, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. So chapter 12 is talking about this battle between... It's, it's a battle in heaven. And I think people get confused 
because they don't think Satan has access. Because this used to confuse me. I'll be honest. This used to confuse me. Because when you start reading the Bible, it's talking about the devil being cast down as early as Genesis. And then you get to Revelation, which is the last book of the Bible, and you're like, wait a minute. I thought he was already cast down. Like, I thought he was already cast out. But in reality, if you think about it, Satan's had access to heaven this entire time. And, And I was looking at interpretation of this chapter. Sure enough, that's the case. This Satan still has access, Lucifer has access to heaven to argue against you. So every time you do something, every time you sin, he's pointing and and telling God, see, see, I told you. Because think about it. If that's not the case, then the whole book of Job makes no sense. Because the book of Job, the entire book of Job, was uh, God allowed Satan to throw everything in his, everything he had at him. He threw the kitchen sink at Job. And Job didn't budge. Because Lucifer would say, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give him boils. You'll see. He'll turn against you. You know, he covered his body with boils, and he still, still didn't deny God. And he just hit him with, he lost all of his riches. He lost everything, uh, friends, family, you know, every, he lost everything. And he never gave up, never gave up his belief in God, never gave up that righteousness. So without Satan having access to heaven this entire time to argue against us, then the book of Job never happened because that was the entire book of Job, right? So if you think about it that way, Satan's had access to um, heaven this entire time to argue against you or argue against everybody. So with that in mind, this major battle, you know, Satan is... He hasn't shown his cards yet. He's shown some of them. He's gotten people to follow him. He's gotten people to drink blood and, and uh, molest kids and, and, and do all these evil, evil things, cause wars, murder, rape, pillage. You know, he's, he's causing people to do all these different things. But he's still not, he's still not mad. Like he's still, he's just, he's just having fun right now with all this. And that moment at that three and a half year mark, because it says, where's it at? Verse six. And the woman fled into the wilderness where she hath a place prepared of God and that they should feed her there a thousand two hundred and three score days. So that's 1260 days, which is about three and a half years. So for three and a half years, the woman, i.e. Israel, Israel's going to flee into, some people say, I believe the interpretation and some scholars think that this is going to be a specific place uh, out in the desert, Petra or something like that. And they're, and it, according to them, they say there's actually Christian businessmen that have been gathering supplies and writings and stuff like that in Hebrew and have stored it in these certain places so that they can find it. But anyway, they're going to flee for those three and a half years. They're going to be gone uh, or gone away from, you know, the, the, the limelight, the main, the main light. 
And that's where they're going to be for three and a half years. At the end of that three and a half years, that first three and a half years, uh, there's going to be a big war in heaven. And that's when Satan and the third of the angels gets cast down. And that's when all hell breaks loose. That's when hell on earth starts going on. Because now Satan's mad. So it makes sense. So the first three and a half years, the Antichrist is ruling. Everything is peaceful. All these deals are being made with Israel, and they're, they're making all these deals. Peace deals. It's, it's going to be probably the most peaceful time on earth. That three and a half years, that first three and a half years, that's how people are going to be fooled. People are going to get sucked into this. That that first three and a half years are going to be so great. And they're going to say, see, take all the Christians out and everybody's, the world's just better. It's a better place without them. And then God cast Satan and his angels with the help of Michael and the rest of the angels to stay loyal to God. Cast them out. Now Satan's mad. That's when, if you read the book of Revelation, there's that three and a half year period where everything's calm, peaceful, everything's, everybody's holding hands, singing kumbaya. And then the last three and a half years are nothing but pure hell because Satan reveals himself as to be who he is. You know, the desecration, you know, all these different things happen. Uh, I suggest reading it if you want to know. It's a very, very, the, the time that's coming is, it, I feel like time is very short. Uh, part of the reason why I'm doing this right now, I think time is very short. And this may be your last warning. Might be the last time I get to warn you. But I, I'm not a scholar. I'm not a Bible scholar. I don't know it back and forth. But I believe it. I believe every, I believe every word of it. And part of the reason why I sin as much as I do is because I don't read enough of it. And I encourage you to try to substitute reading the Word of God. Even if it's by yourself, if you go out and just sit somewhere quietly and read, try to substitute some of those things in your life with the Word of God. And and I promise you things will change. Because when I do that, it does change. Things change. I feel better. I feel a lot better. And you would think that would be enough to encourage me, but of course, my own sin and depression and things tend to uh, come back in even hotter and heavier than it was before. Satan knows how to get me down. I know how to pick myself back up, but there's times I just get so weighed down, I just, I don't, I feel, I just feel so bad and I feel so horrible about myself. And that guy, I'm just not worthy, but I have to remember, and, and you too, you have to remember that once Jesus died for you on that cross, that took care of all your sins from the time you were born to the time you die. You can't out sin. I was, I was, I was watching another video. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to get distracted. But I was watching another video. Uh, another preacher was talking about people that think they lose their salvation. There's people out here to tell you, you, could, you, you can lose your salvation. If you believe that, then you have to believe that you can out Jesus. That you can out the grace that he gave us. 
So even though you have to believe that, and I, you know, again, I didn't know I was believing that, but I was, because when you believe that, it's like, you start thinking, well, maybe I, I need to get resaved. I need to get saved again, but you really can't because you already been saved and you might fall away and you might walk away for a short time, but it's always nagging you. It's always right there. God's always showing you that what you're doing is wrong. What you're saying is wrong. What you're thinking is wrong. And you feel guilty. That's where the guilt comes from. So if you're still feeling guilty when you sin, if you still feel bad about stuff that you do, stuff that you do, you know, you're probably still good. You're, you're probably saved. Obviously it's between you and God, but the faults that, you know, that false mentality and, and the false teachings that people are putting out there. And some of these people that we, we supposedly trust like Greg Laurie, it's got all of these people showing. I mean, he worked for, he wrote stuff for bigger preachers and evangelists. Billy Graham is one of them. Again, Billy Graham, supposedly a, ma a Mason, so it makes sense that they would work together. I don't know. These, these false teachers out here, they're, some of the stuff that they're teaching us and they taught people, and it gets you down and depressed about yourself, and, and you get so lost and caught up in that that you forget that Jesus died for you, and, and once you're his, you're always his. Just because you wander off every once in a while doesn't mean you're not one of his. It just means you're not good at what you, it's, you're not good at it. You know, you're just not good at it. But he's always there to welcome you back home. You know? And I think when, when it comes down to it, when it, when it comes down to the decision you have to make, you're, we're all going to have to make a decision. If we're alive in that time, like around the mark of the beast type stuff, if you're alive in that time, if you take that mark of the beast, you're done. There is no going back after that. That's that, that sin ain't never going to be washed away. That's something that you are boldly denying Jesus Christ. So I urge you, if you listen to this, and I'm long gone, um, and you just you're still able to listen to this, and you happen to be living in the time that they're offering up a mark, and if you don't take that mark, you can't buy, sell, trade, eat, whatever. That's your sign. What was it Foxworthy or not Foxworthy? Is one of the other comedians that ran with him. Here's your sign. That's your sign. Once you take that mark, you're done. It's over. You're hell bound. There's nothing you can do about it. Once you take it, it's over. You don't get another chance. Let them kill you. Let them kill your family. Whatever it is that they're going to do to try to persuade you to take that mark, don't do it. Because you will end up in hell. You will end up in hell forever. That's a long time, y'all. <laughs> that's, a, that's a really long time. 
So I guess for now, that's all I wanted to say. Um, I do want to thank each and every one of you for still listening to the shows, the old shows. I'm not going to say if I'm going to be able to do these on a regular basis again, because every time I do, you know, I end up getting into another depression and, and, you know, I feel, I don't know why. I just, I don't know why. I can't explain it. It's just spiritual warfare. That's all I can say. It's spiritual warfare. And I lose a lot of the times. But, event, you know, God will show me things along that path that I can use when I do come back, that I can use to help me, to try not to fall back into that again. So we'll see what happens in the future. Um, a lot of things are coming right now. And honestly, right now, I don't even care. I don't care about the, the, this world. I don't care about the worldly worries like retirement and this and that and the other, the, the finances and all that. I'm just, I'm not worried about that right now. I really, I'm, I just, I don't, I don't care anymore. I just don't care about this world anymore. I really don't. I'm ready to go home. And I'm not saying that you're less of a Christian if you don't feel the same way I do. That's just the way I feel. You know, I've always been alone though. I've always, I spent my entire life alone in, at some point. And honestly, I think I would have been better off just to be alone worshiping God this entire time, my whole life. I, I would have maybe turned out to be something that's worthy. But, but then again, you know, then there's the argument there is that we'll never be worthy. We'll never be worthy enough. I just, I feel like I wanted to do more for God and I failed him. But thank the good Lord that he gave us Jesus. Thank the good Lord that Jesus was here because without him, I would be in deep trouble. Deep, deep trouble. I would be a horrible person. I would be the worst if it wasn't for Jesus. So thanks for listening. Um, hopefully I'll talk to you guys again soon. But again, keep your eyes out. Keep your eyes to the sky. Keep waiting for Jesus. Um, don't ignore the signs. There's a lot of signs out there being thrown around. There's a lot of false teachers out there throwing things around that aren't true. Don't fall into this Q stuff, please, because it's not true. It's Nobody's coming to save you except for Jesus. And actually, he already saved us. Jesus has already saved us. When he died on that cross, he won. That was the end of the battle right there. And since then, Satan has done nothing but try to just persuade people not to believe that. The more people he takes away from God, that hurts God. Because God wants all of us to be saved. That's the whole point of Jesus. He wanted all of us to be saved. And it hurts him when people deny him. It hurts him when people purposely turn their back and accept Satan as their God instead of him. It hurts him, and Satan knows this. So that's what this is all about. It's a numbers game. Satan doesn't care about you at all. All that stuff you do for him, all, all the sins you commit, all, the, uh, all these people out here getting Satan tattoos and they're hail Satan this and hail Satan that and all these things, they're going to have a really, really rude awakening when they get to hell. I can promise you. It, it, they think that they're going to be living on the top level, they're going to be living in the penthouse in hell. And it's going to be fun and all the sex and rock and roll and all the stuff. 
No, it's not. It's not going to be fun at all. And they, they just, they, they've been fooled in, in, into that, into thinking that. And, and until the mark happens or until they die, they can still be changed too. They can still accept Christ. So pray for all these people. I know it's hard. I know it's hard not to hate them and not to want to fight and just go out and just shoot everybody. You know, it's, it's really hard. As human beings, we just want to destroy the people that are against our God, that are against Jesus. But we can't do that. We have to let God do that. This is, you know, this is God's battle. Let God take care of it. You know, don't bow down. But don't go out there and take up arms and just start, you know, wiping out half the planet. Because you just end up being like them. You know? So keep the faith. Jesus is definitely coming back. I think he's coming back really, really soon. I think we all are, we all are having these feelings for a reason because we know time is short. If you haven't accepted Jesus, I urge you, please do. Please do. Because it's coming. He is coming. He is the only one. Jesus is the only one coming to save us. He already has. I said that before. We are, he already has saved us. So if, you're, if you believe in Jesus Christ and you're a Christian, you believe, or you're a believer, you're already saved. There's no saving. There's no more saving that can be done. You're saved. That's it. So anyway, I uh, love you guys, uh, guys and gals. Everybody listens to the show. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk to you again real soon. Thanks for listening. It's a broken man podcast. I really, really do appreciate it.